0: All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the November 10th episode of the AM show hosted live on Ment. GM to all of you DJs that are showing up this morning. As always, I am your host, Claude Cobain, joined with me, the man roaming the streets of New York, living in his cardboard box with a 10-figure portfolio of uh, NFTs, Mr. Free Market Capitalist. Hey, now, this is the way. This, this is, is the, way. the way don't waste money on rent by the jpegs i need to be careful about what i'm saying that is not financial advice nfa <laughs> good to uh good to have everybody here i appreciate it it is a wednesday we're halfway through the week and uh, i think we have some good things to talk about again a little bit slow in the nft market as i've seemed to have said for the last two weeks but uh obvious signs of life there Uh, i also want to remind everybody that if you miss any shows or you come in late uh, or you have to leave early these shows are being recorded to spotify and apple music and now we are actually putting it on youtube um it is being recorded live so you can see my uh my ugly mug while i'm drinking coffee and talking to you guys i do pull up the website (laughs) the website Uh, i do have the uh the web browser up and and you can follow along with some of the stuff that we're talking about too i try to keep up with that so uh yeah i think next week we're almost going to be ready to go on to uh, youtube live as well so some pretty exciting stuff there so if you want to go check it out hit subscribe on the youtube channel or whatever i don't fucking care but um it, it is great to always have your support and uh yeah. So um, speaking of um, uh, speaking of let's go over the uh, crypto market real quick. Uh, I'm going to CoinGecko. We're just going to check. Not too much to talk about today. Bitcoin, Ethereum kind of hovering around their all-time highs. That's bullish AF, if you ask me. Uh, a couple of big things that happened yesterday, and I know some Mint members capitalized huge on it, was the GM coin. And no, we're not talking about General Motors. This is good morning. Uh, listed on CoinGecko, it is capital G, capital M, which has to be a mistake. But... Uh, Yeah, a pretty huge run up for that right now. It is sitting at up three hundred and sixteen percent since it debuted on the chart. Uh, I saw it up four hundred percent, but I know some of the members that got in even earlier were looking at almost 20 times returns on their money. So what's your uh, what's your take on GM?
1: Well, I mean, this is classic meme coin. It seems like something like this happens every week in crypto, but the co-founder of Solana was banned from Twitter for defending our favorite meme,
0: which is GM. He a took coin. it to an extreme, but uh yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a little it was a little much. We don't condone threatening someone's life at all. But people came to his defense as the good morning meme is very important to the NFT space, and a coin was made. Quickly 10X that night, and then I believe went another four X last night as Beanie aped in. Um, I'm not sure what Beanie's track record is with recommending coins related to the NFT space. Cough, be gold, cough.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to pull but, up that chart. It's going to bring yeah. up some uh, PTSD from from some numbers.
1: <laughs> but I think, you know, this is just the type of thing you always have to look out for. Memes are very powerful and gm was kind of in everybody's face this felt like an obvious play i think market cap scared me away yesterday which is one of my cardinal rules you never pay attention to market cap during the hype cycle it doesn't mean anything they can go to a billion dollars and crash back to 20 million and it never happened right so whatever great trade by some of our members in the am room and i i know that uh a lot of alpha channels were on this early. You just had to be up pretty late. But what a hell of a move! Went parabolic along with ENS, which continued to make new highs, hitting sixty dollars briefly this morning. I think it's pulled back a little bit, but
0: and actually sixty-eight dollars it hit. So <laughs> a pretty pretty great pickup on the airdrop. Uh, hey, no. If you had the ANS name, we discussed that pretty uh, quite, a, quite a bit more in depth yesterday. But yeah, that that train continues to roll. Uh, a lot of people calling for it to uh, to be the preeminent domain service uh, in the crypto space. Um, I would
1: think I would think it starts to get a little frothy above, uh, you know, around one hundred dollars. I'm not recommending buying or selling, but if you own some. As it gets to that point, that tends to be where I see these high-profile airdrops start to peter out. There'll be a small pullback, then it'll make a slightly higher high uh, a few days after that as people wait and watch it consolidate. And then I think it's going to pull back pretty violently, maybe even down to 30 bucks. so... If you got that airdrop, nothing wrong with keeping a moon bag for the long term. But I do think it's starting to get frothy above 70 bucks. I was targeting 100 uh, from the beginning. So keep your eye on that.
0: Free market dropping a little bit of uh, price target action in here. Love to see it. Um, And uh, I have no stake in it, so I have no price targets. But uh, you seem to be pretty on the the money with that. So uh, we will watch and see where that leads to. Uh, moving away from, you know, traditional crypto and DeFi, uh, we're going to move into the WGMI. We're going to do a quick segment about the one day gainers and uh, yeah, a nice bounce back day for a lot of projects. Um some of the ones leading the way. Lobster Dow have no idea about that is, but it does have a uh, 1.5 ETH floor. So I'm gonna put that on uh on a note right to, now yeah, to check it Maybe out. better go look. Yeah. Um head Dow following right behind it with a 40% gain off some um announcements from uh Shamdu. They're you know now providing a little bit of utility with the head token. Uh Being able to burn some of them for spots on whitelists that he's negotiating. So uh, he listened to his Hustle Bros in the general chat and got out there and hustled some whitelist spots for the DAO members. So kind of encouraging. Uh, Boonji's doing well. Punk's comic goes up. Bears Deluxe is going up. Some of the losers on there is... um, Ringers, singularity ether Orc still uh, continues to slide a little bit but there's some encouraging things on the horizon for them which I think we'll talk about in a little bit. Uh, Sneaky vampire syndicate and monkey bet dow continue to go down but none of these really more than uh, 10 15% which in in this world is is nothing to panic by and in fact that could just be one person undercutting the floor when we're looking at charts like these. 7 day it's still a little bleak but uh, again Adam Bomb squad having a good week women uh, World of Women Sandbox, Gutter Rats, Art Blocks, Factory didn't look at that one, but is doing very well. Uh, Doodles is having a great week too. The one that's sitting at the top of the chart for the seven-day change is our beloved Bastard Gone punks.
1: Yeah, I we we kind of started looking at them closely. You know, I have a large bag of them. I minted them back in March or April. I can't even remember anymore, but. There, we talk about them a lot, and I know a lot of people in the room own them. But ever since the funk, that is P H U N K phenomenon, started happening a couple of weeks ago, and they've been out for a while too. But we're talking about people who owned actual punks, adopting them and tweeting about them, and we know that <clears throat> this will start a chain reaction and knock-on effect, and, and all that. So we started looking at B again. A few people who maybe didn't have any or had enough wanted some help shopping rares and and we were looking and there has been some pretty nice accumulation underneath the surface. One thing I always like to look at uh, in a cycle, and we just went through a pretty big one with guns because they went from under point one up to a one ETH floor during that art blocks generative cycle. That was uh, like my first
0: summer. NFT purchase was I bought a, a bastard eight. And yeah. watched that run up from 0.6, I think, to, mm-hmm. to, to 1 ETH. Yeah, that was an exciting entrance for me. Yeah, and
1: that was an all-time high for b They had minted out at 0.7. And, you know, think about it. I'm talking minted out. This was the opposite of a Dutch auction. This was a bonding curve that wanted to capture demand by essentially it started at 0.2. And imagine a mint today saying they would start at 0.2. I think the last one was Mecca. We saw how that went. So they they started at 0.2. And then every, I believe, thousand begons, the bonding curve went up. And it ended around 0.6 or 0.7. I don't remember exactly. They never got up there. It was a really failed launch. I mean, they launched right into the end of the last major bull run in NFTs. And people like to talk about we're in a bear market now. This isn't a bear market. This is a this, <laughs> this is a consolidation period, but the last bear market was about two months. And that was in between Mooncat Heist and, uh, and uh, board Apes. So this was a failed launch from the beginning. The bastard name is pretty appropriate. And they suffered. Like A lot of people were excited about them, got in, and then they just kind of died at, at this price. After that last run, they got up to 1E. And we did see them crash pretty hard now. They I think they got to a low of 0.15. The floor's been up, but one thing I like to watch, last cycle there were a ton of rares available, and they got bought up during that run. None of them, almost none of them, went back on sale afterwards. And that means that they're in the hands of diamond-handed collectors now who are keeping these things because they like them or because they see much, much higher prices in the future. So we went a few days ago, started looking at what rares were available. I, th- I found maybe two or three that were well-priced for what they were. Now, you can go and there are quite a few rares for sale at 20, 40, 60. And you laugh because you look at the floor. But I promise the people who have them priced there think they're going to get that and aren't going to let them go until they do. So we saw a few rares there. We were doing some shopping. Well, this morning, a new whale showed up. In the Beagon Discord with the name Shill Me. And he started basically buying every good rare that was left up for sale, including the number two rarity Begon uh, which is really nice. And I think, given what was happening with Funks and kind of this anti-punk movement that's going on, this is the anti-punk. It's the original anti-punk. And it's made by a very serious artist, uh princess camel or burke as he's known so before Uh, we get
0: into the burke conversation i just want to touch on a couple of things that you mentioned and uh the way that these charts tend to work um, with nfts i need to find it because there was this really great chart posted on uh, twitter just about the the cycles that nfts go through uh and looking at the bastard gone uh, kind of chart on OpenSea is I I want to find this chart because I want to kind of overlay it and, and see if it's going to follow the same path. But essentially, the gist of it was, uh, you know, there's this drop, there is the initial hype cycle, volume's pretty high, the floor starts to run up, and then the floor can dump a little bit and you get uh, some pretty sideways trading action. And generally in that sideways trading action, um you either can stabilize or you start to watch the project do a slow death now something that's really bullish for the project is when it has that second hype cycle so i'm looking at uh, the gone uh, chart and we're looking at august which is what you referred to when it had the run up to one e volume started picking up it consistently got better 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 the floor started rising and then it did have a pop i mean at one point in august the average price of it sold was 1.5 e which means there were a lot of uh, rares and, and higher-priced ones being accumulated at that time as well.
1: Yeah, so the if hype, you don't know, yeah. Uh, sorry, go ahead. There's three categories of Gons. There's your commons, there's glitches, and then there's hypes, which are GIFs. So the reason that average was high is because the glitches and the hypes we're moving into diamond hands, as they say. Continue. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, no, and 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 that's exactly what I was going to say. Um, after that hype cycle and that accumulation phase ended, uh, we had that you know the volume subsided, and now we've been trading sideways for a while, even through the bear market. You know, it has gone down. I'm not going to lie. The floor has kind of slowly went down from .5, .4, .3, .2. Uh, and now we're seeing some accumulation again of the the high priced ones and a little bit of an increase in the volume. So it will be interesting to see over probably the next week or two where that goes, because um, I'm looking at the ones that are listed. OK, so you look at the you click on floor pl- price on the uh, OpenSea tab and you can see that there's twenty five hundred listed. But as you said, there's a lot of them that are listed for for very high Uh, So when you look at Ethereum, the price in Ethereum, and you go under 1E, there's only 500 bastards listed for under 1E, which is actually a pretty thin floor. Uh, I see the supply starting to really constrict on this project and uh, the ownership starting to get really, really tight. And as you said, diamond hands are in this project. One of the things that we always talk about is the art. And I personally think this art is fucking it's badass man like it's just like so in your face like on brand with like just like cyberpunk uh you know it has amazing uh tiers of rarity like you said there's the animated ones that kind of morph in and out of a bunch of different bastards there's the the floor ones which are they still look really good but they have so many different traits and colors that they pop and they're differentiated Uh, and then there's the uh the glitchy ones that Um, as you kind of look down they really stand out too and I think you have a couple of them but yeah I'm looking at the glitchy ones right now and they're they're cool as fuck so Uh, I think that this has all of the elements of something that's going to do really well. And uh, I thought it was really important for us to talk about it on the show today because we have hinted at it in the past. And, you know, we've had it as our profile pictures before, but um, it does seem to be on the precipice of something special happening for this project. Again, NFA, DYOR, yada, yada, yada. But uh, definitely a long hold for, for me. And I know you as well.
1: Yeah, absolutely. This is th- I actually didn't really have much hope they would be coming back this cycle or even maybe the next mainly because the the I think the real angle here is their historic nature. We the aesthetics are fabulous, but these are our, essentially the art blocks of PFPs. They started the generative trend that Bored Apes and everyone since them owes themselves to. So, That is that is an angle that takes time to play out. You know, they were only minted in March. And yes, NFT years are you know, 10 years per day. But you still need a little more time for that to be recognized. It's really this funk movement that gives me this feeling in my pit of in the pit of my stomach that these are going to get there, you know, sooner than later. So,
0: yeah, definitely a strong conviction play. But uh, I mean, I just I look at, uh, you know, I scroll on OpenSea. And just look at all of the variations of them, and they are just—I, there's—they're they're just so appealing as a profile picture and as a legacy project. So, um, enough yeah. about the Gons. Uh, we will move on. Some big news in the NFT space again. Kind of one of the reasons why I believe that NFTs aren't going anywhere is the big Beeple purchase last night at Christie's. Uh, so, Human One is a. F- Physical sculpture that comes with an NFT, done by Beeple, sold for a cool twenty nine million dollars last night to uh, a member of the VC community. This is uh, if you
1: haven't seen, yeah, if you haven't seen this thing. I put it in my tweet stream, but I think Cobain can post it again in the general chat. I'm watching but it right this now. This thing is stunning. Oh my god! Like this is ex- this is what makes you say we are early. Because when you see this and you think of the potential for what digital art and NFTs can be, this Beeple sale really gives you some uh, something to dream
2: about.
0: Yeah, and uh, this is significant too because if if I am not mistaken, I think this is the largest NFT purchase in history by a single person. Uh, Beeple did have the Everyday's one that sold last. Uh, Last spring, I believe for $69 million, obviously a huge deal there, but that was a, a fractionalized sale where a, a handful of people put in a giant bid and, and bought that. But uh, yeah, this is this is incredibly encouraging that, you know, real true high worth, uh, high net worth individuals are buying these collectibles. Um, and I, I think that this is solidifying people's spot in, in, in NFTs as the uh, de facto one of one artist.
1: Yeah, and if you look at this, it's a giant uh, life-size sculpture that looks like essentially a 3D hologram of a person because it's four screens that are put together in a cube. But I used to rant all the time about how much hardware is going to really play a role and that, you know, NFTs are great and we all understand the value, but just showing it to somebody on your phone or on your laptop it really doesn't make sense and the apple watch i think right now is kind of the closest thing you have to be able to flex these things we saw at uh, N- nft nyc it was the way that people were kind of displaying with the exception of a few very cool experimental hardware that that was there there was really the only way to display this so this people thing is really really cool you guys should go look at it
0: so i'm not going to lie i thought <laughs> when I saw that rotating screen, <laughs> like I, I thought that that was computer animated. Like the, the GIF was like this, like um, a computer animated room with a screen in it. Like the fact that that's a, a physical component is, is like, imagine having one of those and your, i uh, I'm sure a penthouse apartment. It, it, <laughs> it looked like a hologram.
1: Like it's yeah, not it's amazing. Can, it took me, it took me a second for my brain to realize, okay, it's not, but the, There will be hologram displays very soon. There are people working on it. And I mean, man, that's going to be a very cool uh, move forward for this whole industry.
0: People doing all right for himself. Um, okay. Next topic: somebody else that's doing pretty well for themselves, but really likes uh to, to talk is Gary V. And he is now calling for the NFT winter uh is coming, I guess in his uh, Game of Thrones kind of light. But uh <laughs> Gary V, definitely somebody that can be uh you love him, you hate him kind of uh personality. He does. Uh, spend a lot of his life in front of a microphone. He does say a lot of things, Uh, you know, it's hard to take. I actually like Gary V. I think he's, uh, I, I think he's got a really good pulse on, um, mainstream pop culture, where markets go, uh, you know, how to use social media and just traditional media really well. Like, I, I think he's somebody that just gets it. But I also think that he is somebody that just says a lot of stuff. And when you look back, he he gets a lot of it right. But it's almost that, um, you know, Nostradamus type thing where if you say enough stuff, eventually some of it will come true.
1: Well, and I mean, it would have been nice if he had said this eight weeks ago. But <laughs> yeah, he, he
0: called said, the bear market in the middle of the bear market. I And, and the other <laughs> thing is,
1: you know, when a hedge fund guy goes on CNBC and he tells you what stocks he like, he's already packed his bags 10 times over. He's selling you that stock. He's not buying anymore as he goes on TV and talks about it. They do the opposite when they want to buy things. They tell you, We don't know. I mean, look look at uh, Bill Ackman on CNBC right as COVID was hitting its peak. He went on TV at the exact bottom of the S&P 500 and said things were going to get a lot worse. This is apocalyptic. And it's because these guys want to buy things on sales. They always have liquidity. If they don't, they'll borrow from the bank. So, you know, you have to take these things with a grain of salt. When very wealthy liquid people tell you to, you know, be careful, sell your assets, winter is coming, usually means we're closer to a bottom than a top.
0: You know, what, honestly, the worst thing about this article as I read it is the uh, the advertisement that's saying uh, dying liver. And I'm not sure if my computer is trying to tell me something, but <laughs> um, yeah, maybe maybe maybe, maybe pause. For, hey, you know, uh, these these uh, targeted advertising um <laughs> campaigns are pretty accurate, so I'm I have some concern. It's been listening to my microphone a lot. Uh, um, the begon
1: bot <laughs> has been going off the whole show, by the way. My wrist keeps vibrating. Just
0: are we moving FYI, the, Be- the begon? Um, market? yeah,
1: that must have been us. Yeah, Burr.
0: nice. The D the 13 D gens listening to us scooping up the floor. Um, <laughs> Couple of a uh, couple of smaller projects that we've been looking at that we wanted to just touch on before we open it up to the Q and A uh, open mic session is just the Digi Dragons is um, maybe doing some weird stuff. I don't know. Uh, Shades of X. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you know, I'm not not ready to to s- slap that label on it. But yesterday they did announce that they were upping the price of the mint from point zero five to point zero eight uh a lot of people obviously reacted negatively to that in the chat and then decided to call them out on it and then later they posted what a great way for you guys to get you guys to actually read the faq uh you know jokes on you you got to be careful out there with scams and and minting abound like price isn't actually going up but you know uh it's like one of those like you you uh, on YouTube when, the, you know, the, somebody breaks somebody's leg with a baseball bat and then just be like, oh, "It's was a prank, bro, like social experiment. Um, <laughs> I, You know what? I don't know if this was actually something that was planned out or uh, they tried to maybe get a little bit greedy with the mint and then uh, had second thoughts based on the community reaction. Don't know that this is going to do any damage to them. I still like the art. Uh, I'm not ready to pass too much judgment on it yet. But yeah, if you want to talk about the the pros and cons of a project, this might fall in the uh, con category.
1: Yeah, I'm really not sure what's worth, whether they planned this out on purpose or whether they pivoted after they got reaction from the crowd, because both scenarios make me raise eyebrows. Like That's not a tactic you need to use to have people get serious about safety. All right. Like that, you do not screw around when it's a first come, first serve, quick trigger, better get your ETH into the contract type of world. Because people are just they're not thinking before they do these things. So do not trick people into being safer or reading the FAQs. I hope this was They decided to raise it to 0.08 because they thought they had leverage with such a nice uh, reception. And then when they got the reaction, they decided to pivot back. But it's just, these are the type of things that a project should not do. And you could really save yourself the trouble by not talking too much about your roadmap, especially if you have good art. You know, we really like the Digi Dragons. And you will build a culture and a community on the art alone. If it's good enough, you don't need anything else. So why, why put your roadmap out there before you have to use it when you need it, when you have ammo to use? So if they had never mentioned the mint price from the beginning, and then once everything was ready to go it decided we're going to mint at 0.08, I don't think they would have had such a rebellion. I mean, it's great art. It's a very low supply. We're talking 1500 I mean, this is even lower than the quote-unquote low supply projects. Draka and Digidragons are taking it to an extreme. So I don't think people would have put their eyebrow up at that type of mint price, but whatever tactic they were doing, it's not how you should be running a project. And we're not saying this is barex amateur level team yet but it's you know first red flag let's see how they continue after this because we really like the art i'm still trying to get on that white list
0: yeah i mean it's it's it was sort of like a uh, smoke detector salesman starting a fire in somebody's house <laughs> you know like <laughs> Whoa, well we could have prevented all of this <laughs> oh, from man. happening if you had just bought a smoke detector um, there you go no i that mean is the analogy you uh you you make a good point that you it, tricks and and games and and whatnot are probably not the place to do it when you're talking about. And, you know, we're, we're talking 0.05 ETH and 0.08 ETH, which might not seem like a lot in terms of ETH, but we're talking about hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of dollars to mint a project for people. Right. So at the end of the day, when you're, you're kind of doing that crossover calculation, um, it's no, it's, it's no amount, um, it's no small amount, right? Like if you were expecting to go buy a pair of Nike's at the store and then you showed up and there were $500 more than you expected, right?
1: Yeah, and you know, you don't you're not seeing pranksy and sneaky and not a whale in there clamoring to get on the whitelist. They don't care. The people in there clamoring to get on the whitelist have no liquidity. These 0.03s matter. I mean, everyone knows the deal. You want to mint multiples. Nobody wants to mint one. It leaves you with a tough decision, right? You want to mint multiples. That 0.03 means a lot to people who don't have liquidity.
0: Yeah, 100%. There was, uh, oh, God, there was one other topic I wanted to to talk about while we said that. Um, I don't know. Anyways, moving on, uh, another project that's uh, gone through a bunch of weird phases is the evolving foxes. Uh, (laughs) This is bullish to me, not because of the project, but because... Uh, It was a discord that popped up that had almost no information about the actual drop itself. Uh, There was a lot of hype to get on whitelist. There was a lot of movement in the discord, a lot of chatter. Uh, They, they really kind of cultivated that hype train quickly. And then some weird shit started happening and now they have not even come close to minting out. And uh, that project, you might as well put a nail in the coffin. I think it's dead. And uh, I I think that this is a good sign for the NFT market that, you know, it is getting more efficient. It is, you know, wising up to to this junk Uh, and and seeing people, the masses, so to speak, reject projects like these. uh, Not not a bad sign at all.
1: Yeah. And I think it really puts uh, under a spotlight the thin line between genius and stupidity in this industry. Right. Like. Up, uh, so many times the best projects launched like this, like they know that that's been the playbook for some of the best projects that ever launched back in, in the last cycle. So you're always, you know, you're like, well, this is really stupid. I don't know what's going on here, but if it's that one, I can't not try to at least work myself on the white list and all that type of stuff. So it's not that you ignore the red flags, but you you just you say, well, I see them. But at the same time this has happened before. I've seen this before. And it's either somebody very confident, you know, that when I first saw this, I said to myself, well, they're showing up in 24 hours, they're saying it's going to be a stealth mint within like 12 hours, which is like really ballsy, because you know, you want to build a community and a fan base and have people who really want to mint. So you got this idea that they are like, we're really confident. We know something. And we could see that it was really the opposite. This was this was either a rug from the beginning or just really poorly planned. And they, I think there's 8.4 E volume, and they minted a few hundred or a dozen. I don't even remember, but stick and nail in that one. It looked like it was trying to be another on-chain, uh, evolve the rarities of your Fox game but we never got any information and it looks dead, but you know, efficient market, like Cobain said, it's a good sign that crap like this isn't minting out.
0: I, uh, literally, as we were talking about it, just left the discord server. So I am probably (laughs) never going to look at that again. And I'm going to be okay with that.
1: It's dead to us.
0: Uh, Actually, and, and I didn't have this on the show notes, but I'm going to add it in here real quick just because uh, I forgot that it was a, a pretty big conversation that we had yesterday, but the Art Wars uh, Stormtrooper helmets did reveal they are pretty fucking slick, if I do say so myself. Uh, a floor is holding at 1.25, so that's pretty bullish. 1,300 uh, ETH in volume traded, very bullish. Uh, I think that this is a project that... Um, if you if you like it and you want to buy, I would say now is probably the time, you know, with such a small supply and such a wide ownership group. So eleven hundred of these were dropped. Seven hundred people own them. Wow. Uh, I got to believe that there's going to be some some hardcore collectors that are going to be loading up on these. And uh, I think the supply is going to get very, very thin. Um, so, yeah, looking at them, they look cool. Uh Honestly, you could probably use them as a PFP. There's a lot of different color uh, patterns going on. There's a lot of different uh, things that make individual stormtrooper helmets pop. Loving this project. I'm definitely going to keep an eye on, on on it to see where it goes in the future.
1: And, you know, this is classic post-reveal uh, pullback, and this is one of those things that, with all the positive points Cobain just mentioned, like this is that viable pullback. It's like doodles, you know, like it's gonna go to 2E. I don't know whether it consolidates there for a while or just continues to ramp, but like this is the viable pullback,
0: yeah. I, you know, I, I they're so unique, and if you start to scroll a little bit deeper on the OpenSea page, when you start to get into the three, four, uh, four ETH prices. There's some really fucking cool ones down here. Mm. Uh, So I don't know how how much of a chance you got to look at them once they revealed, but uh, very impressed with that. So
1: I haven't seen them, but shout out to Smithereen, who was all over that. Uh, They are sick. I hope he got some rares.
0: Yeah, absolutely. A 3D project that seems to have uh, kind of done it right. So it'd be interesting to see if they expand on that, if they do more with it. Um, these would look amazing as physical sitting on a desk or something. So
1: I'm wondering if that's if that's the direction they're going, because when they were talking about you can't license them in the United States, but everywhere else, it's cool. I'm wondering if that's uh, the plan.
0: Yeah pretty dope so uh on that note we are going to uh let you guys get your hands up and uh if you want to join us up on the stage and hang out for the next 10 15 20 minutes uh should be pretty good glad to see a lot of familiar faces back in here again definitely a hump day in the nft space as well as the IRL as we uh have some low viewership numbers today and that kind of ebbs and flows throughout the week but um but yeah i appreciate everybody tuning in so far so felt like
1: bull market numbers yesterday
0: <coughs> yeah close yeah to close to 30 um and as i said if you if you missed anything go check it out on youtube or spotify it always uh helps us out when those get listened to too so yeah if anyone wants to jump up here and talk was it yesterday we had uh joshua Cottrell on um you know the The artist of the shroom heads that was a a really good chat too and i'm looking forward to to having him up sometime soon you don't have to right now as he just raises his hands but uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) that wasn't like a subtle hint to get up here and kill some uh, time for us but uh the invite has been sent
3: hey guys enjoyed the uh enjoyed everything the the chat this morning appreciate it and uh yeah i i figured i'm I'm always happy to hop up and talk a little bit but uh i've got nothing nothing specific right now you guys talked about some of the cool projects that have been going on and i uh i don't know i've been i haven't been minting as much as i'd like to these days but um I, i'm gonna go check out a couple of things you mentioned i the the vegans are really interesting to me.
0: yeah if yeah. you've got some some spare eth to throw at them i think that uh You know, if a project has survived this long and and gone through some kind of ebbs and flows and hasn't kind of just dropped off that, uh, you know, it typically seems to be about 0.02, 0.01, where the gas prices just to buy something become so extreme that, uh, you know, you're 50% underwater once once you make that purchase. That almost seems to be the kiss of death for most projects. I mean, bastards haven't even come close to that. But, uh, you know, it's never kind of really dropped down to the point where you're worried about it dying. It's just, uh, it's kind of just followed the markets and had its, uh, his own, its own ups and downs.
1: Yeah. It's just a, you know, it's a, it's about being discovered by that, that hype train and being accepted by the right people. And and that's why funks were such an encouraging sign. So.
3: Yeah, Absolutely. Hey, one other thing I actually wanted to ask you guys about, you mentioned, you know, holding off on giving out a huge amount of information on a roadmap on a project. And if, if the, especially if it's an art focused project, that's something I've thought about a little bit and I've just wondered how people interpret that, you know? Um, so I, am just that, I, I would love to hear a little bit more of your thoughts on that idea of like how to delicately balance between too much information too early And enough information that everybody feels comfortable.
0: I, I, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but I, I don't personally believe that you have to give anybody any inclination of, uh, that there's a huge, huge things to come. I think we've talked about this, uh, I think yesterday or the day before. It's just build the community around some good artwork first. And then once you have that, um, start to drip out more of the roadmap. Now, I'm not saying don't have a roadmap or don't have plans internally, but I mean, there's no sense in, in dropping uh, your first NFT project that you've ever done and and listing on the roadmap a triple A video game due out in uh, Q Q3 of 2022, because I mean, that's just not going to fucking happen.
1: Yeah, it puts way too many expectations in the the minds of your uh, owners. And and it also just puts a lot of pressure on you to meet these timelines. And, you know, I think the number one thing every artist should get comfortable with is don't worry about the lulls, you know, don't worry about those slow periods. That's when people feel the most pressure to do anything, you know, something like, like just let me do something embrace those like look at fuck render right now with his crystals right that project feels dead to a lot of people but i know fuck render is working behind the scenes and he's not going to let that thing die right but people just can't stand it now like don't listen to your general your general is the worst place to get advice because the mob has no idea what it's like to run a project they don't know how quickly art can be put out I mean, this is you really if something worked, embrace it as long as possible. There's no you're never you should never feel rushed to get the next thing out. If something you already did is obviously working, like I don't think people are going to go away. And remember, the angriest people are always the most vocal. So it always seems worse than it is during those lulls. And I feel like maybe Wes fell into that trap a little bit. Speaking about Galactic Apes, it's like, don't. Don't feel pressure about anything going on in the market or in your general. If you have a product ready, put it out. If it's not ready, work on it and don't talk about it. It's just how I
2: see it.
0: Bear markets are the uh, the best time to be productive. You don't have to worry about uh, you know, not even worry. Just it it, it gets so um, addicting. Just watching your <laughs> every time you refresh, your just your portfolio going up, 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 up. Um. But yeah, when those those lulls happen, um, you know, I, I mean, if you want to zoom out and make a little bit of a, a longer time frame analysis of it, you look at the run up in 2017, 2018, that was just massive. And I mean, even being part of it for uh, the better part of two months, like I swear to God, I probably refreshed my portfolio way, way more times than I care to admit when these are things that you should just, you know, traditionally set and forget. Uh, But it was just there was so much fun. But the bear market came. The dump happened. A lot of altcoins dropped by 95% or more. Uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum had major pullbacks. And then nothing really happened for three or four years. But you look at some of the biggest names in, in crypto and I guess now in NFTs. They weren't really big names back then. There's a couple that I remember seeing around. DC Investor was a huge poster on on Reddit and obviously Twitter too now. Uh, But, you know, these were all people that took a four-year bear market to just slowly accumulate, slowly build their following, slowly build their community around their brand. And now they are absolutely reaping the rewards of that work. Uh, but, you know, they didn't they didn't throw their hands up and go, oh, everything's down. I'm done with it. Uh, they, you know, they got to work when the the floors of the prices were low. So I, I think it's really pertinent that FMC says that. Don't worry about the price. Just keep doing your thing. And if you have a legitimate project, a legitimate brand, a legitimate community, uh, you're 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 going to win in the long run. I have to believe that. 100 get the 100 emojis out. Thank you. Um, in business, uh, you're, you're up too, but Josh, I just wanted to say we had, um, Oh, I think he just left, but, uh, chef Jeff jumped into the chat with the, uh, shrooms head, um, as his profile picture too. And that's got to feel pretty good.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, every time I see somebody with the, uh, with the yeah. PFP, man, it's a good feeling.
0: Now I could tell just the, the satisfied. Oh yeah. That you just kind of dropped there. So in business, uh, what's going on? How's your morning going, GM? The the classic 15 seconds of awkward silence.
1: People listen to the shows on 2x speed. so, And then they have those like, the good podcast apps will break the silence for, them. you know, takes it out. Very smart. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I use Overcast, a quick plug here for something I'm not involved with, but I just love the app. As an Apple nerd, it was former Apple engineers that made it. And Overcast is a fabulous podcast app, and you can two x the speed at which the podcast plays and remove all the uh, dead air, so you can consume a lot more info. I have,
0: I've, I've tried, tra- yeah, we can hear you now. I've tried to listen to podcasts at like one point five two x. It's, uh, I don't, I don't know, <laughs> I don't like it.
1: Yeah, I think I do one point three or something like that. They let you dial it into what is manageable. But look over time, that point 0.3, uh, heads up.
2: <laughs> yeah. <for sure. laughs> okay. Um, Josh, Josh something, so a good quote for you probably would be, remember most people massively overestimate what they can get done in a day and underestimate what they can get done in a year or 10 years. Um, yeah, who you know, said most- that? That's
0: a, that's a great quote. Yeah. And, uh, something that you should frequently be reminding yourself of
2: uh, yeah. I mean, I've started, I've, I've started a couple of businesses and very rarely I've had a couple, that get like got lucky and they just started making money right out of the gate. But most of them are shit for two years, three years. Uh, and then like, you know, magically it looks like magic. Like after like the third year, all of a sudden, you know, they, they're making good money and it's, <laughs> but it's, it's all the roots that were grown in that first couple of years. Um, well said. slowly than all at once, right? Like that's yeah. the, yeah. Slowly than Um, yeah. but I mean, a great thing would be, I wish like, you know, if you could do it is just take some of these, uh, like once a month, you know, do a drawing or like, and, and if you can do an airdrop or something like that to your holders, that is not unique for everybody, but just do like one piece that like plays on like another collection of the trend, you know, that people were aware of, like, you know, do something funny with fish tanks bombing or something like that and airdrop it. Uh, uh, you know and and, and
0: <laughs> turn your yeah, stream cool. heads into a fish tank yeah
2: <laughs> yeah Oh, you know, that'd be amazing yeah, people would people would love that kind of stuff uh you know it's just you just you're just there and you just have that you no know, i you know i haven't heard from him in a couple of weeks but again he's so consistent like i know that he's gonna deliver you know, the next piece i don't even have to worry about it
0: sorry you cut um, out a little bit who is that
2: what was that again uh no i said if you if you can be that guy that just you know, over time is the consistent one that just delivers, even yeah, if it's yeah, not all at once. And if you're just a really great artist, you know, you're just going to, you're going to have that a hype and then a mission, like a disappointment when you don't meet your roadmap because 95%, there's no way, like people don't have the subject matter expertise. You know, these are uh, people are just massively underestimating how much effort, uh, like some of this stuff takes
0: another another uh, shroom head hopping into the uh the am show too pretty pretty dope maybe this is a,
3: a project that
0: uh, we're we're gonna have to do a little bit of a, a deep dive on and maybe start accumulating <laughs> some of those
3: we're taking over over here guys yeah um <laughs> yeah, man i'll do a little bit of hype building here which is that the uh the next series is coming up uh concept arts cranking out and dripping little little hints here and there in our discord about it so more coming but hey w- one quick question you guys were talking about airdrops and this is something i've struggled with doing airdrops in a cost-effective way when you're minting when you're minting on openc is there a way around that problem that i just don't know about or is it just inevitably <clears throat> super expensive Inevitably
1: super expensive. Do not use L2 solutions. Uh, OS is now just automatically hiding anything that comes from Polygon. So I'm not, you know, like, for example, Little Lemon Friends, who a lot of people in AM are big friends of, they did this really cool Halloween airdrop on Polygon. I love the art, you know, but it was sent to my hidden folder. It was the the
0: play on uh, Edward Munch's uh, screen. Edward Munch's, Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, And, you know, it went straight to my hidden folder. I like the art, but here, you know, and I think in business made a good point. You don't need to airdrop everyone. I would say once a month or once a quarter, you do a one of one that, you know, and again, I'm, I'm not dictating what art you should do, but just as an example, you would do a one of one. Um, And just airdrop it to one person. Sure, it would be expensive, but I think the value you would get back in that from your fan base is exponential. I mean, you know, it's a great value add. Uh, It connects people with the artist and, you know, people anticipate, I hope, on the next one to get that airdrop.
0: Yeah, I did pull up the uh, the Little Lemon Friends on my screen, so that'll be... uh... (coughs) recorded on the on the youtube show uh of the uh, the drop that they did uh, i did have to sift through a lot of the penises that get airdropped to my account <laughs> i have no
2: <laughs> At, actually he, they came up with a you know a good way to get even more play than just a single one of one because i think some people are like ah oh, that you know like I, am i gonna get that or not you could do like one of like one of 100 like one and then make that a free mint and then, or like one of fifty, and just let your let your Discord know, like, hey guys, these are free to mint. They're one, of, it's a one of fifty or a one of twenty five, you know. So you've got some rarity, but then you're not even paying the gas.
3: Yeah, yeah I yeah. dig that. I dig that. I wonder if you can reserve for multiple ETH addresses. I don't know yeah. if that's an option.
1: Um, I don't know multiple. I know Ghost uh, has done similar airdrops like that but i believe you had to manually add each person you should ask him though he may know
0: well how does it, 888 must handle it some some kind of <laughs> way like they uh, god okay he'll laugh <laughs> um, you, but i mean they, oh, they take the experience well I no they, a bit. they don't airdrop we're, stuff we're. they do like the free mints now right <laughs> because there was the the issues with getting fraudulent um nfts just airdropped into your 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 open or your address Um, so they take snapshots and then you can go onto their god-awful website and uh and mint for free from there obviously you have to pay the gas too which is a bit of a a bit of a burn but um
1: this is why gas is good i mean we talk about it all the time you know it's why it l2s prove why gas is necessary and good all praise guay
0: yeah i i think that it in in nominal usd terms could uh could use some improving, but uh, I don't disagree with you.
2: I was going to ask. We didn't talk about what was Scott had brought up. I forgot the collection, the Fidenza like Art Blocks collection that yeah. has kind of catching some steam. I was looking at that heavy last night. I I really want to make some offers on that. I do think that's a beautiful collection.
1: My my general take on Art Blocks curated is they're going to have a million dollar floor, and that could sound ridiculous. And I don't know what that'll be in Ethereum when it happens, but this is if, if if any gen art is going to make it, it's art blocks. It defines a movement that I right. really think is is not understood by even the art world yet. And these, you know, the curated specifically, I really do believe is going to have an astronomical floor in five to six years. So, you know, when you have the type of ETH where you can offer things to HODL. Oh, yeah. You know, this, I like this collection. You know, you pick the pick stuff you aesthetically like. I think the biggest opportunity in art blocks is when people buy for aesthetics and not rarity. Because when you look at the fine art world, people aren't buying the Van Gogh because it's his rarest one. You know what I mean? And I know they're all one of ones, but they they buy things.
0: whoa! The, whoa. So, they're one of ones.
1: <laughs> what, Van Gogh?
0: I yeah, can't I'm just fucking around.
1: <laughs> All right. So the, uh, the, yeah, so I think that aesthetics are discounted nowadays. There's too much value placed on rarity. So I do think there's some mean reversion at the very least there, where the more aesthetic things closer to the floor are going to get a higher premium in the future. So that's one way I like to shop uh, curated. When I'm thinking about something I want to put in my long-term
0: portfolio. All right. Uh, if anyone else wants to uh, to jump up and and say hi or uh, uh, talk, we've got about uh, about uh, about ten more minutes. We can uh, we can hang do out. Do you guys have?
2: Uh, if nobody else raises their hands, do you are you guys aware of any project uh, launch coming up that have token that are that have kind of teased an airdrop? I have some of the ciphers. And, you know, I, I've started looking in the discourse, just being like, you know, like just searching for token or after the ENS thing. Um, and, uh, you know, they're promising one in uh first quarter of 2022, which is a little too far for me. But um, it's not like two months away. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's a good point. I've just I forgot. It's like November already. Oh,
0: yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I like, markets, I, I know that we all have short time horizons, I'm but like, holy. Time <laughs> yeah, seriously, markets, if it's not 45 minutes, it's out.
1: But I, I do think we're getting to a point where markets are so efficient that airdrops get priced in pretty quickly. And it's just like dividends in the stock market, right? Like, you know, once it goes X div, it tends to go down by that much. Uh, right after the dividend is paid out to counteract anyone that just bought the stock for the uh, dividend itself. So, I, I think this is happening with airdrops and it's not quite the panacea it's made out to be, unless you're talking about artists like Josh who are, you know, very small collections. And when they drop, you see, you know, that Zafgod that I sold at the beginning of this week for 1E was an airdrop and I still have the original painting. So those, I think, are, you know, pretty cool and to look forward to stuff like monkeys, which are still great. I don't think you buy an ape because now that I'm going to get this monkey, it's free money and a value add, at least not as a short term trade. Sure. As the project attains a floor that it's worth, this this will be a good trade. But. Most people are short term focused in this room. So I I don't think there's a lot of arbitrage left with airdrops that are known by the public. You know, they have to be a surprise.
0: Yeah, I think it's one of those instances where, like, you get in early. It's it's almost like that really, really quickly shifting meta that was happening in the NFT world, uh, like, two months ago, right? Where it was just, like, there was the text-based thing. And then, like, the second that you realized that text-based was the new meta, it was already too late to actually get in on any of it. And then there was, uh, you know, Generative had its time. And then there was just the the pixel art, et cetera, et cetera, right? Like, there's obviously the the real 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 quality projects that can kind of transcend the meta that's going on at the time but yeah it's almost like one of those things where um once you realize that this is the 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 opportunity it's uh, it's already too late I think I mean that's you know we talked about GM a little bit yesterday morning um and i I didn't ape into that because I I felt like I was too late obviously I wasn't but um I, I don't think that you get that chance two or three more times.
1: Yeah, over time, that's not a good play, even if it works out once or twice.
0: Right, exactly. So, you know, my space loot is um, (coughs) confirmation bias of of said uh, said play. (laughs) 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 All right, guys, I think on that note, we will um, probably wrap this up. So I just wanted to thank everybody again for for tuning in. Uh, We got uh, tomorrow's show and Friday's show. Coming up this week before we take the weekend off and start it all over again next week. So I hope everyone's uh, Wednesday is great. And as always, these shows are going to be uploaded to Spotify, Apple Music, and now YouTube. Uh, if you want to go check out the YouTube one today, uh, I, I have a, a, a new uh, hat that I'm wearing that might be of interest to, to some people. Um,
3: Ooh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, it's nothing scandalous, nothing racy, but uh, yeah. So uh, again, appreciate the uh, the love as always, and we will start over again tomorrow.
1: Yes, absolutely. Good luck out there, Dgens. I think I'm gonna just be working the Digi Dragons whitelist again today and hanging out in AM. But I'll see you out there.
0: Yeah. Good luck at the tables, as free market would say. Good luck.